Sometimes I feel I've got to run away. I've got to get away, but not from this brand new episode of Totally 80s and 90s Recall. Hello and welcome. If you're new to this show, we are ecstatic that you found us. And for our returning listeners, it's great to have you back. Well, if you love all things 80s and 90s from music and movies to television and pop culture, then this is the podcast for you. I am one of your hosts, David, joined as always by someone who's always had Pac-Man fever, my good friend, Rob. Hey, Dave. Uh, I want to give a big, juicy welcome to all of our listeners that may have relocated. Did you say juicy? That's, it's, it's that's a good, of, it's interesting yeah. choice of words. <laughs> I want to give a big juicy welcome to our listeners Ugh, that juicy. may have relocated to the country. Oh, okay. But more specifically, <laughs> those that relocated to the country with the hope of eating a lot of peaches. A lot of peaches. So maybe there were peaches from a can put there by a man in a factory downtown. <laughs> if Dave and I had our way, we'd eat peaches every day. Those sun sulking bulges in the shade. Yes. Uh, maybe you took a little nap where the roots all twist and you squished a rotten peach in your fist. And perhaps you dreamed about a woman or a guy or a guy, whatever. Yeah. Maybe you poked your finger down inside and made a little room for an ant to hide. <laughs> what you do with your peach is your business. That is true. Now everybody knows that peaches are nature's candy uh-huh. in your hand or in a can or in a can or in a pie. Oh yeah. Uh, but Hey, we're not here to tell you how to enjoy your peaches. We're just glad you're here. That's right. There you go. So, peaches. For those of you that relocated to the country, <laughs> with the hope of eating a lot of peaches, we have we have a lot of listenership that have relocated to the country. I maybe I, this is like a podcast while they're tilling up the land. There you go. See, uh, working on that's right. <laughs> working on the farm. They're they're out there. <laughs> they're out there. Well, no, maybe we're uh we're uh we're are we they're out there. A large swath of large listeners swath. that we have out there. Yeah, they're out there. Uh, well, we're in here, and on this podcast, Rob and I will travel back to the two decades that shaped not only our lives, but influenced the world for generations that followed. Each episode, we will develop and discuss lists of selected topics or perhaps identify a significant event, movie, or whatever we recall from growing up in the 80s and 90s, providing some awesome memories, fun, and nostalgia along the way. So, with that being said, Rob, what will we be talking about on this episode? Well, so we are looking at the Billboard Top 100 for the week of May 9th, 1982. 82. Yes. It was a long time ago. So, we were we're picking our our 13 13 songs. 13 songs from uh May 9th of 1982. These 100 As identified by Billboard Top 100. That is correct. So okay. we've done this before, uh, where we take a whole week of an episode uh, and go back to that year and select our top songs, as you said, from the Billboard Hot 100. No restrictions for you this time, Rob, as I mentioned no. on the last episode. Since it was so long ago, I'm going to allow you to pick your 10 from anywhere, because uh, nice. I know it's kind of fuzzy for you from, yeah. uh, from that long ago. What are you... You're like five years old. Uh, five. Yes. So yeah. I know you had some good, sweet memories of music yeah, no. when you were five years old. No. Uh, but since this was so long ago and you were so young, mm-hmm. uh, were you able to find enough songs to fill your list? Yeah. And actually, I was shocked at as I was going through it, the, some of the songs that were from this, this year. Era, like I was like, oh, that, that song was this in 82? Yeah. Wow. So I've done um, that before, too. Like I, I said on a previous one, I know 80 songs. Yeah. And then when I start to figure out where they act, what year they actually came out, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know it was that year. And I have a few on my list that still play, uh, the well, they still hold a place now. And I'll explain yeah. that later. But yeah, it's interesting to see what, you know, how many years later um, things are still influencing today's music. Yeah. Well, I listen to all the songs I picked now still. Yeah. They're all oh, great. Yeah. I am very excited for this list. I have great songs. I can't wait to share them. Uh, <laughs> you said you were five, so in 82, I was six. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will admit, I don't remember the first time I heard yeah. all these songs. So I can't play the, 
where I was card with these songs. Right. But I definitely recognize every single song from mm-hmm. being a kid, either listening to them in a car, listening to them at home, listening to them at a friend's house, where it, they were on yeah. the radio yeah. sometime in the 80s. Um, so they're very recognizable songs to me. They do give me a feeling of the 80s, but I can't tell you it's exactly when I was six years old mm-hmm. for every song. No, that's fair. Because um, I don't know that I was listening to a lot of some of these songs when I was no. six. No. So uh, fast forward to when I was eight or nine, that's probably when I started picking them up. Mm-hmm. And then by that time, they're getting played on some of the uh, top 40 stations or, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. the easy listening stations. Some of yeah. these songs are definitely easy listening. Oh, easy. So easily. Yeah. Yep. Easy, easy listening. That's right? right. Or soft rock or yacht rock or whatever they want to call it now. Yeah. I love it all. And so I'm very excited for this list. I can't wait to reveal it. <laughs> um, we'll see if we have any crossovers. There's only 100 songs to pick from. You're over and under? You're saying, uh, uh, there's a few pretty prominent songs. So I'm going to go three. Three, okay. Because, uh, you know, but there are some I think you would pick that I didn't, yeah. that I didn't pick. Yep. So I'm definitely, three sounds right. Okay. Okay. We'll see if we go higher than that, but uh, I'm definitely going to think that that's in the ballpark because there's a couple pretty much home run songs that probably we're both either should have or are going to have. Yeah. So, okay. Um, well, let's travel back to 1982. We're going way back for this one to a time where Joe Montana won his first Super Bowl and E.T. just wanted to go home. That's right, fans. We're listening to the top Billboard 100 songs from 9 May 1982. So on top of producing and creating our own podcast, Rob and I love listening to and experiencing other podcasts and its creators. So today we want to highlight a show called The Mixtape Podcast. These are some fellow Gen Xers who dive into the 80s, 90s, and some other topics that will have you longing for the greatest two decades using a lot of humor and producing a ton of nostalgia. But hey, they can explain it way better than I can. So check out this trailer for The Mixtape Podcast and be sure to go find them wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love 80s and 90s music? You freaking should. Yeah, because if not, you have issues. But if you do, then boy, do we have the podcast for you. The Mixtape. Yes, Matt, The Mixtape, where we chat about, whoa, 80s and 90s music mostly. Yeah, we sprinkle some other stuff in there too, though. A smattering of 70s and early 2000s. Throw in celebrity interviews, a lot of immature humor, and some actual content. And you have a hell of a good time. We do have a good time, don't we? Yes, we do. Check us out. Spotify, Pandora, Apple, iHeart, pretty much all the places you find podcasts. You can search for us, The Mixtape Podcast. That's four words. Find us, listen, subscribe, share, and stay Stay awesome. awesome. Let's throw on some leg warmers, grab our Gene Fonda workout, and sweat to Rob's number 10. Oh, all right, my number one or my number ten. Is it going to be juicy? Since that's our word now for this podcast, no. Let's go with that. Well, no, it won't be juicy. I was trying to think of a way to make it juicy, but it's not. Let's not do uh, that. It is. We've got the beat. Ah, by the good. Nice, easy one. Such a great song. And it was number thirteen this week in 1982. Yes. Number thirteen. Yeah. Belinda she was, she was great. She was easy on the ice. The go go's were great all the way yep. around. Uh, my only, uh, let's see, it is considered a new wave classic, um, as well as being the go go. It's kind of their signature song. Um, the song was named one of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. Yep. So that's why I thought it was fitting. Um, yeah, and this is. This is kind of a standard, right? Uh, released uh, January of uh, 1982. Um, I thought it was interesting. It was the, initially the band was afraid that it would not be punk enough. Oh yeah. So they kind of they they massaged it a little bit to make it. Uh, yeah. Uh, they thought it was gonna be too poppy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So but it, it made them very famous. So they shouldn't complain too much. No. So that's my that's my number ten. We got the beat. Next Go-Go's. we got the beat. Number thirteen. That this is week a, in that is a that is a like I like to say an eighties. 80s sounding song. Oh, like, yeah. Like, sounds like the 80s. Yes. Yeah, so. Um, well, mm, that's a great start. You actually get a prize for maybe hey. your best start ever because uh, yeah. you came in strong on that one. But yeah. my number 10 
is a slower song. It is by Patty Austin and James Ingram. It is called Baby Come to Me. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty good. I love duos. Duets are great. It's an 80s love song and it's a duet. So got everything it checks all the boxes for you it is pretty much a no-brainer that that would get picked off of that top 100 now uh it was number 92 this week um originally released in april of 82 peaked at number 73 on the u.s billboard hot 100 however the song began getting heavy play on the soap opera general hospital which my mother watched all the time (laughs) and was so popular they re-released it and it went to number one on the billboard in october of 82 Uh, And it also went to number three in Canada so that Canadians also in for a good duet. So, yeah, it got released twice in 82. Didn't do anything in April. Gets on uh, General Hospital. They release it again, and it goes to number one in October of 82. So, uh, great duet. That's a good – yeah, that does sound like – that's right up here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. As soon as I saw it, like that was probably the first song I picked. I was like, oh, yeah, (laughs) baby, come to me. Let's go. Uh, so. And who uh, and give me that again? The James Ingram and Patty Austin. Patty Austin. Okay. Yes, that is correct. Oh, uh, I will show you my notes right there. Is it on my cutting room floor? <laughs> well, you spoiled. Baby, come no, to me. Uh, I know. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. My number nine is um. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is don't you want me? Ah, the human league. Human league. Great song. That was number 16 this week. Yes, it was. A fantastic song. Yeah, it's a great song. Uh, Yeah, so that was released in November of 81. Yes. Um, It's their, um, it's kind of the only song they're known for. Yep. They, they, you know, uh, topped the Billboard Hot 100 in the U.S. uh, in 82, where it stayed for three weeks. Um, In November, of 83 Rolling Stone named it the breakthrough song of the second British invasion. Nice. I didn't realize there was a second one, but anyway. Yeah. Early um, 80s. In 2022 Rolling Stone ranked it one of the 200 greatest dance songs of all time. It's really I good. Didn't initially hit me as a dance song, but <laughs> um but yes, yeah, so don't you want me Human League. Human League. Number 16 this week in 1982. Perfect. That is a really good song. You're 2 for 2. Hey. On really good songs. Yeah. But I love 80 songs, so you almost can't screw this up. Um, I'm sure you'll try. I will figure out a way. Well, but, uh, wait till you. Oh, yeah, no. I'm sure. I said I'm sure I'm, you'll try, but uh, you almost can't. Just wait. So, well, my number nine is. I, I love this song. It it would fall into that yacht rock slash easy listening station area, um, and it is Bertie Higgins. What with Key Largo. It's so good. I love you, uh, you don't know this? Well, no, I. Yeah, you hear the chorus. You're going to know this. this. It's awesome. We had it all. Just like that chorus in the background is great. Her I harmony. Mean, yeah. You don't I, know this? But no. <laughs> so good. No, I. <laughs> I I generally try to be very diplomatic. Yes, I I that is that's, that's an awful pick. No, it's, not. it's awful. That song is fantastic. That's awful. So I distinctly no, remember. I know nothing about. It. I, I heard love, it on yes. there because I googled like every song on the top one hundred. Trying to figure. It is so good. I don't know who I this person is. Loved, nobody knows who Bertie Higgins is, but that song is fantastic. Uh, I remember mm. hearing this on the radio as my mom would listen to an AM radio station in Portland, KGW, I think it was called, but. Uh, they played soft rock all the time. That's how my love is Chicago. Kenny Loggins, all of them grew, mm-hmm. and Birdie was on that mm-hmm. station. Number 67 this week and falling, but it did peak at number eight on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. It also hit number two in Australia, so the Aussies obviously also what? in on the Key Largo. No. If you haven't seen this video, however, Birdie, uh, great name, by the way, is a straight pimp in this video. <laughs> He's got a luscious early 80s beard, great hair, uh, a button-up shirt with way too many buttons undone, uh, he's showing a lot of chest hair. He's got like four gold chains on. Uh-huh. Uh, just amazing. Chef's kiss. Okay. Uh, and by the way, it, <laughs> it is probably one of the corniest videos you watch from the 80s, but it's so corny, it's funny and good. 
Um, he's ha- it's this like love song and it's love in the video, but the whole time he just hugs her, never gives her a kiss, never does any of these kinds of things. So maybe they were a little censored in the early eighties. I don't know. But Bertie Higgins, Key Largo, write it down, listen to it. You're gonna love it. It's uh, great. I don't know. It has kind of a <laughs> it's got almost a country yeah, like a, a like an eighties yeah, country feel to it. So. It's really good. Yeah, no, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i'm not down i'm not, not down. down i'm not down well it's your own fault all right so that's fine it'll grow on me number uh it should. It should my grow. number eight yes. is a little ditty um not from jack and diane oh uh, it is uh hurts so good ah. john Mellon. i saw this on there and this was one of my two i was like oh that's going on his list oh it did it it's the coup yeah, yeah. yeah. he's going on there. He was John Cougar at this time. Yeah. Hurts so good. Hurts so good. Yeah. No. That's kind of a classic. Got that classic guitar twang to yep, it. Yep, I like it. Uh, let's see. Yeah, he was performing as John Cougar at this time. Uh, so wait, wait. So no melon camp. No, it was just John okay. Cougar. Gotcha. Yeah, he went through several uh, iterations of his name there. Yeah. Uh, number two hit on. He had two number hits. So he had Jack and Diane, and then uh, Hand to Hold On To. Uh, won the best. Uh, rock vocal performance at the Grammy Awards in 1983. Um, it was kept out of the top spot by by Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. That's valid. Yeah. yeah. Um, the song was listed as at oh, Billboard named it number 83 on their list of greatest songs of all time. Um, okay. Yeah. Do you like that or your Jack and Diane better? Oh, I like Jack. Oh, okay, yeah, there you like, go. Tells a story. I anyway. gotcha. Yeah. So, oh, and that was number forty-nine. Number forty-nine this week in nineteen eighty-two. Nice. So, yeah. Um. So, well, that's good. You're three for you're, three. You're, you're not a. You you didn't mind that one. Uh, I don't mind. You're not a Coog fan, or you're not. I'm a not a John huge Coog fan. Yeah. Um, but I know those. I like. I like that one. Yeah. It's got that. Uh, like I said, it's got that guitar, a beat yeah. rhythm that it feels pretty good. Yeah. Feels early eighties. I like it. Not as not as good as Key Largo, but uh, for me. Uh, well, my number eight, coming from one of our favorite 80s bands. You know him. You love him. Huey Lewis in the News with Do You Believe Ooh. in Love. I like a good uh, Huey song. Huey song. They have a lot out. to choose from. Yeah. Yeah. Can't go wrong with this. Good course. Good song. Yeah. Yep. So can't go wrong with the Huey Lewis. Uh, this hit number seven on the Billboard Hot 100 in the U.S. Number two in Iceland. Uh, so at least in the early 80s, they were Huey Lewis fans, uh, which everyone should be. Uh, however, a little research. The video is a little creepy. I don't know if you ever watched this video. Yeah. Uh, at one point, they spend about a minute and a half in the video, just the whole band standing around a bed watching a girl sleep. So it's Are they talking little, in her ear? Singing uh, in her ear? No. Something like that. Something but the like uh, scenario is, uh, I don't know. It just feels a little creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely had some early 80s uh, cringe factor. Great factor. But it's Huey Lewis, so I gave him a pass because I think he was just trying to be creative or something. Uh, I don't think there was any malice intended. Uh, so, But I love Huey. They just so didn't know. There you go. They just didn't know. They didn't know. It's not their fault, right? So Yeah. Yeah. Um, good. I, Huey Lewis, yeah. It, I'd be shocked if. You didn't have a an eighty two, kind of eighty. I think we talked about in another episode that that eighty two to eighty five. If you didn't have a Hugh Lewis song in there, you'd be yeah. missing out. So, yeah, maybe. Uh, my number seven is um, okay. So usually we try to key these up, kind of like a, a key times to get the maximum effect. Yeah, but this one I think you just you just. Ah, yes. You could almost play this from the very beginning. It's great. the little synthesizer. This is a great song. This is Tainted Love by Soft Cell. Yes. Another just great 80s song. Yeah. I can sing along with this anytime it's on. Great pick. Yeah. Uh, And that was uh, July of 81. Um, It was originally recorded... uh, I did not know this by somebody, I, an artist named Gloria Jones in 1964. Mm. So it's actually a, a cover. I didn't know that. Um, they recorded it in a day and a half. Wow. 
was a day and a half. Day uh, and a half. Well spent. Um, <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Oh, uh, did I say 43 this week in yes. 1982? Yes, I did. Um, let's see. Song entry the Billboard at number 90. Um, it peaked at uh, 64. Um, spending a second week. Uh, it started climbing again. It took 19 weeks to crack the American top 40 and reach number eight during that summer. Oh, I'm surprised it didn't go higher. Enough. Yeah. So and that's how, another like, one. You talk about 80s, 80s, 80s songs. Yeah. For as classic and like iconic yep. of a song that is, I can't believe it didn't get above number eight. Should have yep. been like a top five or something. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So Tainted Love Soft Cell, number 43 this week. Number 43. In 1982. Tainted that's, Love. That is my number it's an interesting band name soft cell yeah i wonder what the um yeah i'm always interested in their creative journey to get to uh soft cell. names of bands yeah yeah but curious just, to know the story yeah. behind that soft cell yeah i don't know well let you look into that i like soft serve yeah ice same, cream same thing yeah. maybe maybe that was the first choice and then they're like eh, mm, yeah. what about cell yeah and it's cell like a jail cell correct so soft cell like a cell in your like a in oh, like in your body or cellular. Something. There you go. Oh, all right, you're getting all, all right. meta. You're getting meta. We spent a long time on that. Uh, soft cell. Yes, good. Okay. It's the best start to a countdown you've ever had in your life. You think so? Way. Oh my goodness. Uh, I would have picked all of these songs so far. You haven't, except <laughs> yeah, I haven't. <laughs> except I picked other songs. Wow. I would have picked all these songs had I not had these other songs. Okay. So, uh, and one of these other songs is my number seven song, and it is a classic. It's from Journey. It's Open Arms. Uh, everybody knows it. It's Ooh. like the Ballad of Ballads. So Good song. Oh, yeah. Like, everyone knows. And you got Steve Perry. I mean, you just can't go wrong. So. Yeah, he's good. Uh, we've heard him before. The great voice of Steve Perry, as I just said, makes another appearance on our on one of my lists. Great power rock ballad that is one of their most recognizable radio songs. Number 100 this week. So it was winding down its time on the Billboard charts, but it had peaked at number two. However, oh, okay. only number 49 in New Zealand. It's not too often the Kiwis and I are not on the same page about this song, but unfortunately this is one of those rare times. Yeah. This has been described as one of the greatest love songs ever written, and VH1 named it the greatest power ballad of all time. You can't get much better street cred than that when VH1 says greatest ballad of all time. Greatest power ballad of all time. Of all time. Wow. Like what would be above it? I don't know. Can't think of one, can you? I mean, I'm sure you'd come up with something. I'll come up with something. Yeah. It'd be something off the wall, and everybody'd be like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, right. I'd, I'd make an argument. For You'd be like, "This is not technically a ballad, but uh, <laughs> it would be better." So. I'd find a way to justify it. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, my number six is um, it's called "Edge of 17. Ah, Stevie Nicks. What most people probably know is just like the white winged dove. Yeah, like I did it. The Edge of Seventeen is just like one little part of the song. Yeah, it's this is the chorus. I would have like somebody said, "What's the name of the song?" I said, "Oh, White Wind Up." Yeah, I this is like her most famous song yeah. as a solo artist. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's really good. Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. Yeah, so that uh, that was uh, sixty-eight this week in nineteen eighty-two. Um. There was some, uh, the lyrics kind of written, there's some grief there as uh, the loss of an uncle. Um, but I thought this was interesting. So according to Nix, the title came from a conversation she had with Tom Petty's first wife about the couple's first meeting. The wife, Jane, said they met, quote, at the edge, at the age of 17. But Jane's strong Southern accent made it sound like the edge of 17. And she wrote some lyrics around it and blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, so there you go. There you go. Yeah, that's my, I like that song a lot. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you hear it? And that, that was one of those ones I listened to going, oh, yeah, this is, okay, I know this one, 1982. Oh, yeah. So I had to put it on my list. I remember, what I remember that song now, uh, you seen School of Rock? Yes. Yeah, when he takes her to the uh, bar and he wants to convince her to let him take that field trip for the Battle of the Bands. Yeah. He puts, the the, the school teacher's told if she hits, hears that song, she goes crazy. <laughs> So he played that song for her, and she's singing it the whole time. So while he's asking to do whatever, she's 
too uh, busy with the lyrics, so she's just like, yeah, okay, oh, yeah. you know. So yeah, I remember it from School of Rock now. Yeah. So. And I know my dad was a big. Uh, well, I don't know if he's a big, but big. He liked Stevie Nicks. Everybody likes Stevie know. Nicks. He might, she was the what do they call her? Some kind of witch or something? I don't know. Yeah, if you look it up, yeah. there's something about her being a witch. Her, or something. Uh, um, was it a? And not a derogatory version of no. that. It's because she dressed very bohemian yeah. and all yeah. those things. Uh, I went one time at a county, I think it was a county fair or something like that, state fair. Uh, Tanya Tucker, <laughs> the, the country singer. That's We're not talking about yeah. the same thing. No, now at this but, <laughs> but uh, I remember my dad referring to her as a, I think it was a fox. She's a fox. It's a... That's, I, I could see her. It's his, a high compliment. I could see him. She's a fox. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So I could see him saying that about Stevie Nicks. Foxy lady. She, she was a fox. Right? Jimi yeah. Hendrix, foxy lady. Foxy lady. All right. All right. Well, my number six, <laughs> we have our first crossover. What? Because you had the song Way Too Low. Oh. Because it's um, super awesome. And it is, we got the beat by the Go-Go's. Wow. See, I knew... I thought this one would be on your list because you're a Belinda Carlisle fan. Love Belinda. What's this song? That's a fun one. It's so fun. That's what it is. It's a super fun song. Um, Well, as you just said, and I will always confirm, love Belinda Carlisle when I was younger. So Go-Go's videos were a great watch for me. This was number 13 this week and falling, but it did reach number two on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Some of the other things you said about where it was at as far as being a top song, and they said uh, one of the greatest 80s songs, things like that. But what I remember it most for, honestly, uh, as much as I love its song, to me it is the opening song of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Mm. When the movie opens, they show them all. Uh, it's a must-see 80s movie, uh, and everything in the, when they're in the mall, they're showing where everybody works, they're walking mm. around. This plays for the first you know two minutes. Okay. And so for me... Fast Times, every time I hear this song, I think of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Um, and by the way, if you didn't know from listening to them, um, I watched their Behind the Music from mm-hmm. VH1 on the Go-Go's. They were straight crazy. Uh, <laughs> so if you can YouTube that or whatever, go watch that because those girls were, they, they, they gave Motley down. Crue and them a run for their money. Uh, you wouldn't have thought so, but they were definitely uh, some wild children. So Interesting. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. Did not know that. Uh, all right, uh, my number five is uh, kind of a—I guess you consider it a cover—but it's "Oh Pretty Woman" by Van Halen. Oh wow! I like a good Van Halen song, and I like this one. Yeah, I remember this. Yes, this is definitely on the radio. Yep. Hear it a lot it's now. An interesting. I always thought it was an interesting song for them. Yeah, because it doesn't seem fast enough for them. No. Yeah, it's very different. Uh, they, it was re- they recorded this as a standalone. That was just gonna be, and then um, that I I didn't know this, but they were getting ready to take a kind of a break, and uh, this song um, kind of forced I don't know forced them or kicked in. Uh, kicked them into recording pro- and they put out a full uh, another album which was Diver Down but yeah um, the thing that I thought it was interesting well I want to do a little a little correction a little damage <laughs> control uh, is uh, the the video if you've not seen this video it's also worth a um, a review okay go google it or YouTube it it was one of the first videos banned by MTV Due to its opening sequence, this is really weird, like Wild West scene, and you've got all the different members of the band and they're playing different characters. Oh yeah, uh, and there's a captive girl um, uh, that is a—it's actually a drag queen, but anyway—is tied up and she's being or he they are being fondled by a pair of yes. Okay, in a previous episode, I used the word midget. I might have said oh. midget wearing a fedora, <laughs> and our friend. Kurt called, yes. called me out and said oh, that okay. I should know better than to use the word mention. <laughs> so in the description that I found, it said uh, she was being fondled against her will by a pair of dwarves. There you go. I don't know the right word to use there. So oh, okay. I don't know if it's dwarves or midget, but I want to apologize for yes. using the word. I think little people works too, right? Little people? Okay. I don't know. Um, uh, the ban was eventually lifted. Um, and yeah, now it airs. But anyway, yeah. uh, it's their second top 20 hit. It peaked at number 12 
on the Billboard Hot 100 and also peaked at number one on the Billboard Mainstream Rock chart. But this week in 1982, it was 76. 76. Yeah. So, Oh, yeah. Pretty Woman by Van Halen. Van Halen. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Well, rock seems to be the trend at number five because my number five is also a rock song uh, from a group probably just as cool as Van Halen. They're called Asia, and oh. it's Heat of the Moment. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Good band in Asia. They're just throwing darts at the map, or not sure what's going on there, but yeah, let's just go with that song, right? Uh, or that band name. 80s rock song that sounds like an early 80s rock song. Mm-hmm. Like it just has that sound to it. Number 15 this week in Holding Steady, but did peak at number four on the US Hot 100. Number six in Poland. Uh, so they knew they know good early 80s rock. But despite the band's name of Asia, Japan was not impressed as it only hit number 90 over there. Uh, I definitely remember hearing this song when I was younger, but when I think of the band Asia now, uh, have you seen 40-Year-Old Virgin? Yes. So I'm going to cite that right here. Uh, I remember they're in uh, Steve Carell's apartment, and this is I won't deliver this as good as they do, but Seth Rogen finds a poster of Asia in his apartment, mm-hmm. and he points to it, and he says to Steve Carell, I mean seriously, Asia, you framed an Asia poster. How hard did the people at the frame store laugh at you when you brought this in? <laughs> so I'm not doing it justice. Seth Rogen's way better than I am, but it's really funny. Yeah. Uh, I think of Asia when I when I hear Asia or an Asia song. I think of Seth Rogen saying that. Now, how hard did they laugh at you? And, and his delivery on that's great because he goes, "Is that an Asia poster? Did you frame an Asia poster?" So, but I, I might frame him an Asia poster too. So oh, I can't be mad at Steve Carell for Asia. that. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, good Asia heat of the moment I like heat it. of the moment and that uh, what number was that this week uh, it was number 15 okay alright so yeah, it was up there they got up there yeah alright my number 4 is a little song called uh, Love Plus One. Oh. which is uh, by a band called Haircut 100 interesting you know this song uh, yeah well I mean I guess it could have been like an audible I've never heard this song. Really? No. It's definitely one of those 80s songs that I am not familiar with. Yeah. I, it's great. That's why I said, do you know it? Yeah. It's my first time here. It's a great little song. It's and interesting. It, yeah, it's fun. Uh, it's a, a British new wave group. Um, they sound like a British new yeah, wave group, right? Sure. Uh, the song was ranked number ninety on VH1's 100 Greatest One Hit Wonders of the 80s. Oh, okay, the 1980s. Um, it's been featured on a couple things, uh, Knocked Up, oh. uh, Glee, but for my family and I, the one that we it's it was featured in Grown Ups too. Oh, yeah, I missed that. Yeah, oh. as they're getting ready for the, there's like a 1980s party. That is right, and they're getting ready for it. And, that is yeah, playing yeah. now that I hear it here. Yeah. I do remember it from the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've so, seen Grown Ups 2 a lot. Yeah, and that's we like that movie. We like the Grown Ups movies. And, uh, grown Ups 2 is, is pretty yeah, funny. Yeah. Grown Ups 1's funny. Yeah. So, anyway, Love Plus One, Haircut 100. It was uh, 89 this week in 1982. Yeah. So Those Grown Ups movies are those ones where I laugh and I think they're funny, but they get horrible ratings from like... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. T- rotten Tomatoes and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're like, yeah, critics cannot tell you this is... That those oh, no. movies are dumb enough, you know what I oh, mean? Yeah, we so. love them. My family, but I think I, they're we, funny. We love them. Yeah. We we like that. Guess that's our sense of humor, right? Yeah, yeah. We, so. They're enjoyable. Yeah, they make us laugh. Yes, sometimes that's what you need. So, well, making us laugh makes us feel good, and my number four makes me feel uh, really good. It's by the Jay Giles Band, Ooh. and it is Freeze Frame. Definitely some of that new wave pop synth, like early 80s type song. And that uh, Grown Ups bridges to Jay Giles perfectly because who's playing live at that 80s party in Grown Ups 2? Oh, yeah. The Jay Giles band. So that almost Great segue. perfectly, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, we meant to. Right? We didn't even set that up or nothing. Holy so cow. Uh, this is one of those songs that I think is probably on a lot of like 80s playlists or oh, countdowns. Yeah. Yep. It's, uh, I said it's got that new wave sound to it. Uh, number eight this week on the Hot 100, but falling. 
Uh, did peak at number four, number two in Canada, and was a top 10 hit in Australia and New Zealand. Uh, sadly, only hit number 29 in West Germany. Someone wrote, this is a glossy pop sheen ready-made for top 40 radio song. Uh, so either that's a compliment or a shot at the song. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, I would say their best song is Centerfold for me, yep. uh, which came out a year earlier and was a number one hit. But this is still a really good 80s track, very memorable. And in 1982, if I'm looking at that top 100 this week, I would have to say this is one of the 10 best songs. So Yeah. No, that's good. Uh, yeah, I would have gone with Centerfold. That was immediately in my mind went there. But man, the yes. whole the whole grown ups uh, connection. Perfect segue. Didn't even. Yes. That was good. Yeah. It's uh, what I do. It's what I do. It's what you do. It's what I do. Yeah. Uh, number three is uh, we have a crossover. Oh, nice. Uh, it is. Um, that's two. Do you believe in love? Uh, you know, I assumed you were going to have Huey. Yeah. I was just hoping I beat you to it. That's all. Do you know what I mean? Do we have. Uh, so we crossed with the Go Go's and Huey now. Oh, so two. Only yeah. two. Two so far. Okay. Yeah. So I don't have anything else to add other than uh, I think you already said it peaked at number seven. Yeah. Um, I didn't say what it was this week. Do you have that? It was 36 this week. Okay. Well, there you go. 1982. Yeah. Right. Um, oh, the other thing that I have in my notes is in the UK, the song was released as a double A side with The Power of Love. Oh, wow. 1985. So nice. It was released again. Um, yeah. It's a great song. Again. I, oh, it was written by Robert John Mutt Lang. I know the Mutt. Married to yeah. Shania uh, Twain. Shania Twain. That's right. Yeah. Got to so, know the Mutt Lang. Yeah. So that's my number three. That is your number three. Well, uh, two crossovers. Not oh. too bad. Uh, my number three is super awesome. Great. Any verb, adjective I can come up with. The, oh, we'll say adjective. Anything I can come up with to describe it. Totally awesome. It is by one of the best 80s bands, Toto, uh, Rosanna. Good uh, song. Oh, yeah. It has a fantastic keyboard solo in the middle of the song. One of the best you'll hear. You're really drawn to uh, (laughs) obscure instrumental solos. Are you ready? Here it is. Oh, it's so good. That's like a synth. Oh, man. (laughs) I mean, do you hear that? So good. Wow. Oh, fantastic. So you're not going to get a better uh, synthesizer keyboard solo than that, right? Uh, well, everyone know. everyone knows Toto for Africa, and that's fine. Africa is one of the best songs, but I think Roseanne is just as good. Uh, this is an all-timer from the 80s for me, too. So, um, you know, maybe it gets overlooked sometimes because of Africa, but I think it's great. It was number 27 in Rising this week and would eventually hit number two on the Hot 100, also number two in Sweden. However, the French, again, strong critics, only hit number 46 over there. Uh, this song won a Grammy in 1983 for Record of the Year. Urban legend is that the song is about Rosanna Arquette, who was dating the Toto keyboard player, the master of that solo, a few minutes ago. Uh, But it's not actually about her. They said it's just a coincidence. uh, But an urban legend, they let kind of float around because it helped with the popularity of the song. Uh, But fun song, very recognizable, great to sing along to. And again, if you're looking for keyboards, it's not going to get a lot better than Rosanna. So, Toto. Um. All right. Uh, my. You what don't have anything t- on Toto? No, I got nothing. What? I was just, but I was curious to know. So Toto, uh, most notable, Africa. Africa. What's up? And then you got Asia. The yeah. band. What was all with all the? <laughs> I don't know. Just uh, the in the eighties, we're trying to recognize everything. Or you know something interesting else about uh, Toto? Since you're so uh, yeah. intrigued with them. Yeah. They were That's a another group name, Toto. Why yeah. do you, I don't know. They were a group of session musicians like they were just guys who played on other people's records and then like the five of them got together and said let's just do our own thing and then that's how toto was formed so wow nope that's more everything you ever ever need to know about toto right there i got it i'm done i I can i can die happy (laughs) yes all right my number two is kind of an obscure one but it's called more uh, obscure than that uh one from grown-up suit Haircut one, uh, yeah. Haircut one? No, it's yeah. even more obscure. Okay. It's called uh, Genius of Love. Oh. 
Oh, look at that beat. Yeah? That is there. How many I know this song, but how many times has this been remixed? Oh, my gosh. And this is by a group called the Tom Tom Club. Yeah. This is the original version of it. Yes. Yes. And this has been remixed fantasy beyond. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't even need to play the lyrics, but then you just get the... Yeah. But yeah, anyway, I didn't realize yeah. that that came out in 1982. Yeah. So that was uh it was at 96 this week in 1982. It reached number 1 on the Billboard Disco Top 80 chart. Sounds like a disco. I thought that was kind of interesting Top 80 chart. Anyway, they're like it's not good enough to have 100. We're just going to give you 80. Bill uh, disco you only get 80. Um that's it. Uh let's see. Um some things. Oh, so uh, kind of to talk about what you said. So um in 2002, it was used uh, in a popular Kia Motors uh, Kia Motors commercial. Yep. And I, I YouTubed it. And I'm like, oh, I totally <laughs> remembered it. Uh, but it is one of the most sampled rhythm tracks of the 1980s. So uh, Genius Rap uh, in 1981. Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Mariah Carey's Fantasy. Public Enemy used it. Tupac yep. used it. Buster Rhymes used it. Busta Rhymes, sorry. Busta. PM Dawn used it. 50 Cent used it. <laughs> Uh, Mark Morrison in Return of the Mac, Ice Cube's Bop Gun, you remember that one? Oh, yeah. And then Warren G uh, used it as well. So mm-hmm. it, you hear all the time. I actually played it. And they had a remix just either a year or two ago yes. with where they where they mixed fantasy in with rapping. Yes. I forget the name of the band, but that was there too. Yeah, so. I started playing this for my kid just from the beginning. And she goes, oh, this is, and she names yeah. some song. And I go, nope. That's not it. listening. This is the original. And she's like, wait, what is this? <laughs> what is going on? Right? Anyway, yeah. So, so yeah, that's uh, Genius of Love, Tom nice. Tom Club. That's a good number two. Yeah. Way to get a deep cut. See, you like that? I do. Right. I'm going to give you credit for that one. Okay. All You're right. doing good on this All list. Right. All right. Can't, uh, yeah. can't be upset about well <laughs> anything you have so far. Just wait till my first Just cut. <laughs> Uh, so I have to follow up your number two, which was the most sampled song ever, apparently from the eighties to my number two, which is the most famous phone number ever given to anyone uh, in the 1980s. And that's eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. Jenny. Yep. Uh, this could have been a number one probably, but. Probably one of the most recognizable 80s songs. Although there's so many recognizable 80s songs, it's hard to say that anymore. Yeah. But um, This is like one of those 80s songs. Constantly gets replayed, rightly so. Everybody knows it. If you have a top 20 list of 80s songs, this is probably impossible to keep off of it, in my opinion. Uh, I think this song would have a strong argument be part of any list uh, from the 80s. Number five this weekend, Rising, would peak at number four. Australia and New Zealand did not agree with everyone else about the quality of this song as it only hit number 22 and 32 in each country. But I have to say, I wonder how many times in the 80s and maybe into the 90s after that song came out that people have called that phone number uh, <laughs> asking for a Jenny or looking yeah. for whatever. That number's probably been you know dialed jokingly many, many, many times. So, Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah how many people have gotten that number? I went, no. Yeah, I'm not I'm changing my number. Why, why would you even have that number? <laughs> like, you'd have to be totally oblivious. Like, they assign you that from the phone company. Yeah. So, again, for our young listeners, you used to get assigned a phone number. Yeah. Uh, you, it's not like you chose things. And so they assign you that phone number. You would immediately go, uh, can I have something else? Yeah. Um, I guess unless you just hadn't heard this, which I find impossible. But yeah. maybe for older generations, they're just like, stop calling my phone. <laughs> no Jenny lives here. Yeah. Yeah. So, How long? Yeah. I bet you it still gets called know. today. People I bet you if we uh, fire up the old Google machine old, and put it in, somebody is Google doing machine. like Google searches or something to find out does Jenny still live? Yeah. And I think the origins of the song is literally sought written on like a bathroom, yeah. Yeah. a bathroom this, wall. All right, where are well, we at? Where are we at? Uh, we've gone ten Ooh. to number two. Uh, so before we reveal our number ones, that can only mean one thing. We're gonna head to the, the cut line. line. Well, as we put our list together, we often find it very difficult, as you know, to rank just 10 in each category, even in 1982. So for this segment, we will each identify two songs that just fell out of our top 10. We will also identify an honorable mention, which is a song we missed the first time around, or a song we had maybe heard and just 
found a better appreciation for it later yep. as we grew up. And now we really like. So, Rob, okay. now that I've given you all these instructions, <laughs> what is your first cut? All right. My first cut, I'm just going to play it, and then you can... Do you know this? <laughs> is this the look on your face? Come on now. You know it. I, I do know it. What is this from? This is You'll, the minute I say it, you're gonna be like, "Oh my god!" Wait till the chorus. It's from Greece too. Yeah. <laughs> Back to school. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Back to school again. Yeah. Yeah. Greece too, baby. Yeah. So that was. Uh, it was '87 this week. The superior Greece, by the way. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. So that's why. <laughs> that's why it made my cut. As I was going through the songs, I was like, "Oh wait, I know the song." Yeah. Uh, the four tops. Uh, 1980 or 1987, 1982, but it was, yeah. it was 87 this week. The only two things, um, that I have on my notes, I have two bullet points. It says Grease Two opening, Grease Two opening, and I said that has to be the only reason this is on the charts. <laughs> yes, it is because uh, that movie. Well, came there's out. so many songs I could have chose. Yeah, but that's a good one. Yeah, uh, and I just and I also put on there just because I remember. I think it was you, like, yeah. exposed me to Grease too, and I thought it was and how good was stupid. Oh, you were out of your mind. But but then it's terrible that you said that. that every time we go bowling, movie. oh yeah, bowl we tonight. go. We we We're say gonna bowl. Let's, yeah, tonight. let's bowl. Let's yeah, bowl. I mean that let's song's rock great. And roll. Yes. I mean every time we go bowling, every I time. say it. Yeah, so. you should. I mean that song's great. You could have also had Cool Rider. Great. Song. I know that's what I mean. Uh, so I the, I, the, I the, uh, dog on it, but then yeah. I'm like I. I find myself singing it. The um, photosynthesis song, where, where does yeah. the pollen go? You yeah. know, Shooter's in that. Shooter McGavin. Well, when they were in the, the they were in the bomb shelter. Bomb do shelter, it do for, it for your country. Do it for your country, yeah. yeah. So. And uh, yeah, you had Bull tonight. I mean, there's yeah. just songs no. everywhere yeah. in that. I'll be a girl for all seasons. I mean, yeah. come on. See? So good. I, see, that's why I, oh. I put this on there because I knew it, yes. there was ample yeah. material there. You could have just put that song and that's your whole list. That yep. would have been fine. That's really good. So, well... I can't follow up Grease 2, so I'm just going to play this song. Uh, it's not nearly as good, even if it does rank higher on the Billboard Hot 100. And it's by a gentleman named Paul Davis, I'm not super familiar with, but the song is called 65 Love Affair. 65 Love Affair. Wow. Wow. I, I have an immediate reaction, though, but I'm going to hold on. <laughs> They're kind of one of those soft rock type songs. So classic yeah, song. No. I remember hearing you do quite a bit. Yeah, it was, it was uh, again. My mom listened to the soft rock station. It so sounded kind of a lot there. like Daryl Hall so. and John Oates. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Uh, like so I would have almost thought that, thought that, that, that was, was their song. If you would ask, yeah. Well, number seven this week. So in the top ten. And what was and his name again? Paul Davis. Paul Davis. Yes, uh, it was number seven, and that's where it peaked. That was its spot, and it would fall from there. But uh, oh, wow. good classic soft rock song. I remember hearing on the radio. Nothing spectacular, but a catchy chorus and a good memory from the '80s. So that's why I chose it. Uh, as soon as I heard it, I immediately went, "Oh, I know that oh, yeah. song." Yeah. So it, it immediately uh, triggered something in my brain. Yep. So, but no. good one. I I'd never heard of it. Wow. Never heard never of heard that. Never heard 65 Love Affair. No, it, wow. No, never heard of it. Pretty. No. Wow. Pretty All right. Common. So my number or my my second cut is one that you've already mentioned. Oh, no. This uh, is our third yeah, crossover. We're, we're at our limit here. Dang it. Uh, it is uh, Open Arms by Journey. Ah. Yeah. Fell to the cut. And I'm. Yeah. You're it, what? It made my cut. Yeah. I'm not a huge Journey fan. Oh. But I, but I wanted to acknowledge you the, know, the greatness of this song. I can. You were, you were doing so good on this countdown today, yeah. and then you say something horrible like I, I don't like Journey. I, don't know. I, I, I'm not saying I don't like it, but I'm it's like, just very disappointed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, There's only a few things that can really upset me in this <laughs> uh, podcast, and you not liking Journey definitely ranks up there with some of those things. All right. I think listeners would disagree. There's lots of things that I have done that anger you yeah but the journey one is bother you. borderline very upketting yeah I um, like journey everyone likes journey yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. uh did you well did you know it was released as a single from the heavy metal soundtrack never I, i'd never seen the movie have it's I have animated not. I, I i have not i was kind of worried to say that out loud but you haven't seen it either good no um 
It's one of the band's most recognizable radio hits. Uh, it reached number two. It's been covered by Mariah Carey, Barry Manilow, Boyz II Men, Celine Dion. Uh, I will also say, uh, oh, it was in the it was used in the season three finale of Cobra Kai. Ooh, so nice. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, the thing that you said earlier was VH1 named it uh, the greatest power ballad of all times. Yes. Um, Journey's recording of Open Arms has been described as one of the greatest love songs ever written. So there you go. Two yes. Things you've already said, but I thought it was worth reiterating. Restating. Nice. So my second cut is Open Arms. Oh, All of that. Did we say that? Oh, yeah. Number 100. You did say that. It just cracked the 100. Yes. But you had said that it was it was it was it was on its way out a way out it had been like number two two. yeah Yeah. okay so it's just on its way out the door at this point yeah yeah yeah. um but uh all those stats and you to gloss over the fact that you did say i don't really like journey so (laughs) uh, let's just grunt about that a little bit i can do their greatest hits but that's Mm -hmm. about it i don't all right steve perry all right You're just trying to get things, objects thrown at you at this point. <laughs> Steve Perry is one of the best frontmen ever. Spell that word out. E-V-E-R. Ever. Forever. That's right. Forever. All right. Well, my number two uh, can't compete with Journey because it's hard to do that. Uh, but it's 38 special. Ooh. And it is called Caught Up In You. No. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, the more I listen to 80s songs, there's a creepy amount of little girl being used in lyrics that I don't know that I love anymore. Like, too much little girl happening. I mean, they say little yeah. girl like 63 times in that song. Yeah, and no so. matter how uh, no matter how it was meant, no, it's whether it was not good towards a young girl or... A, a man referring to a woman, yeah, using the phrase "little girl." That either way, I've just work. never been a There's, person that would refer to a grown woman as "little girl," but that's just me. Yeah, so like, I can't imagine ever just, referring to a grown woman creepy. like to my wife and going, "Hey, listen, little girl, it's you get in there and it's creepy." And I've no. listened to a plethora of '80s songs now that "little I girl" like that keeps word. popping up. Plethora, plethora is good. That's a good word. Um. It just keeps popping up, little girl, too much. Yeah. And, and there's that other song, it's one of the hair band songs about uh, she's only 17. Yeah. Daddy says she's too young, but she's old enough for me. Ugh. Yeah, so yeah. those aren't, see some of these what's lyrics. The, uh, yeah. What's the, um, but, but we've mentioned it before. Yeah, you had a Bruce uh, Springsteen yeah, right. one with little girl. Hey, yeah, little girl is there's more. home. There's more, uh, trust woof. me. We can talk oh, about that another yikes. time. Well, despite the little girl, this was number 41 and rising this week and would peak at number 10. On the Hot 100, another early 80s rock song with a great hook, solid sounds, and a memorable radio hit. Uh, and that's really all I have about that. So okay. yeah. other than I don't like the little girl part. The little girl. Uh, but I remember the song, just uh, not as fondly as I used to. So, yeah. But uh, okay. well, we'll take you to your honorable mention then. All right. My honorable mention is, uh, I don't even know why it was on the list at this time, but it's... Um... <laughs> You went to this, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. The Frank Barber Orchestra. And you you found this later and this is this is yeah. what you liked? Yeah, well I got a little story about it. Hey. It's a big band. Yeah. So that was uh that's called the Glenn Miller Medley. Yes. Yeah. Uh I don't know why did, it was on. Did there. you take a swing class? Well, or, why would yeah. it have been? I mean, the back to school, the, yeah, this movie, gotcha connection at the time. But I, I was trying to figure out why it would have been on the top one hundred. Just that nostalgic, and people liked it, right? I guess. I, I mean, don't that know. music comes and goes and throws back from time to time, and yeah, no, and, uh, really, I put it on there because uh, if we do honorable mention and we talk about it, something you heard later uh, and grew to appreciate it is my uh, grandfather. Was, oh, okay. He was a big live music kind of. Uh, he came from that era, you know, the World War Two yeah. era, and he, he kind of turned me on to that kind of music, and I thought it was really cool. And so yeah. when I heard it, I was like, oh, yeah. I, at the time when I was young, I was thought oh, this is kind of stupid, and then as I got older, I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, so, yeah, I appreciate it. Big for band what, swing. Yeah. So anyway, that's my honorable mention. That's the inspiration for the mid-90s big band swing revival. Yes. Uh, which I'm still curious to know why about. in 1982 
this this ma- this crack to top 100 like what what somebody, was going on in 82 that i don't know somebody thought they wanted to do a little throwback you know, yeah get some big band know. in there i don't know yeah well good honorable mention yeah very recognizable yeah uh well my honorable mention comes from cool in the gang oh it is get down on it get down on it Sounds like a disco song, but it did come out in 82. Another song that's been sampled uh, a lot. I was just going to say that. <laughs> My boy Mace sampled this. Really good song, though. Well, it's... Uh, my honorable mention, because I didn't hear it in the 80s. Uh, I'm not sure why. Uh, I listened to Some Cool in the Game, but Celebration was probably the one I heard the most. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, but the first time I heard this was when I was overseas. Uh, I think we went to an 80s night at the club or something, and they were playing it. Um, and so I heard it, and I thought, wow, that's that's a good song. And it was recognizable, and then you realize it's been sampled quite a bit. Uh, it was number 11 this week, and Holding Steady did peak at number 10 on the Hot 100. However, number one in South Africa. So they were having a good time with this song. Uh, fun song. Sounds like something you'd want to get played at a lot of weddings, reunions, mm-hmm. uh, anywhere you're trying to have a good time, have a little dance, have some fun. And again, loves to be sampled. So yep. you can probably find plenty of rap songs and other songs uh, through the 90s into the early 2000s where they dip back into some yeah. of this. So. Yeah, the minute it started playing, I was like, oh, wait, that's a that's been redone. Oh, yeah. yeah. Many, many Absolutely. times. So, uh, so that takes us. It. Yes, get down on it. And that means you get to get down on your number one. Okay. Uh, my number one is called uh, Only the Lonely by oh, the Motels. Nice. Yeah. That's your number one. I know. I, I, Interesting. It sh- it's, Solid song. It surprised me. And you picked it. Yeah. But you were still surprised. Yeah. Like you wrote it down. You're like, really? Yeah. When I was sorting them out. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. That's, you said so anyway. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I uh, yeah. As, as I was I sorting out my songs, and I and I kind of start. I I pick all my songs, and then I kind of start decide. I which spot they go in. Yeah. I and this one was. I didn't track this song for you. I like it. There were two songs that didn't show up on your list, and they're not on mine. Oh. That I thought for sure would be on there, and the first one. Uh, the Chariots of Fire, I thought for sure you would no. have because no, it's just classic. And no. the uh, Willie Nelson, um, oh. always on my mind. I thought for sure <laughs> that I, would uh, get in there. You know, my... so <laughs> I was, no. I am, I am completely shocked that uh, they didn't make it on there. No, so, yeah. no, but this song was, uh, uh, it's kind of a. They're considered an American new wave band for the Motels. Oh yeah. Um, Spent four weeks at that position. It was number 60 this week in 1982. Um, I don't really have anything else to say about it. Other than I liked it. I, I like it. it. I hear it. It's one of those ones I hear on the radio. I'll turn it up. That's some, like uh, it. That's some solid research you did on that song. Yeah, no. I like it. Yeah, propelled by it had a popular music video which I watched and I was like I don't understand what was so popular about it but <laughs> if you can have a number one song you should have some good data on it your data no, is I, I like it I like it all right yeah it peaked at number nine peaked at number nine so it was it was a popular song in that uh, in that yeah year so well good good solid list your yeah. number one was surprising some of your songs you had down lower I could have thought would have been num- more number one worthy but yeah uh, true true. But true, true. it's your choice. You get to do this how you want. <laughs> you didn't like my Key Largo, which you should yeah, have. Yeah, no, uh, I, so. I stand by that decision. I well, think that was a our over-under, it's no, it's great. And our over-under was three. Yes. So it's going to be four. Oh, because no. we do have one last repeat here, uh, which you grossly underestimated what? and had it way too low. Back to school? And that is going to be, no, back to school. <laughs> <laughs> Not have that. Uh, it is, of course, Don't You Want Me oh. by... The Human League, uh, which is probably one of the best 80 songs of 80 songs. I can't believe you had it at nine or whatever you had it at. So good. I say it all the time, but this just sounds like the 80s. And I love the two parts uh, with the guy and the girl where they sing their separate parts. Like tells a story, working as a waitress in a cocktail bar. And it's almost so that it's, it's that just it's that talk sing like oh yeah 
it's so good. It's not really singing, but it's more of a. I will tell you, this is one of my favorite songs of the '80s. Probably top five songs of the 1980s. Takes me right back to being a kid. I feel like a kid. It still sounds awesome. If mm-hmm. I hear it now, it still sounds good. It's a duet. Mm-hmm. We know how I feel about that. Uh, number sixteen, you said it went to number one. Uh, number one in Canada, Belgium, Ireland, Israel, Norway, the UK, and of course, fill in the blank. The Aussies. New Zealand. New Zealand. Yep. Uh, so you see how great this song is. Rolling mm-hmm. Stone, you said. Breakthrough song of the second British invasion. Top 200 dance songs. Timeless 80s jam that I will listen to forever. I know all the words. I love it. You had it way too low. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> That's the 80s song right there. You, yeah. you, your other one's good. And and oh, the motel's getting number one over this. It's tragic. This should have been a tie at number one. I don't know if it's tragic. No, that's the word I use. I'm standing by tragic. Key Largo taking up a top 10 spot. (laughs) It's so good. That's tragic. (laughs) Here's what's funny. You you say that. I will get more people agreeing with Key Largo, and a lot of people will be angry about your Grease 2 selection because there are some hateful thoughts about Grease 2 out there, but there are also some really good ones. Kurt will really appreciate the Grease 2. Ah, see? Yeah. Kurt and I both know what's good with that. Laurel? Will and Aubrey not gonna enjoy the Greeks too. <laughs> <laughs> they, are, they are very much against that movie. So. Are they really? Oh my goodness! Oh, wow. And when we tell them that it's better than Greece, uh, they get upset, visibly yeah. upset. Um, so and I don't like making my wife too upset. So uh, yeah. So some other songs that could have been in your top ten. Uh, I love rock and roll. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Joan Jett. That was number four that yeah, week. That was on our uh, top love songs it of was. the eighties countdown. Yep. Uh, you you already mentioned uh eight six seven five three zero nine freeze frame get down on it crimson and clover Joan Jett number thirty that week so she was don't love that one as much no I'll be honest no uh heat of the moment you said Rosanna you said theme from Magnum PI that was good I it was number twenty five I tried to figure (laughs) out a way to get it in there I also was thinking uh but it wasn't better than anything I had so yeah. Uh, Caught Up in You, 38 Special. You said that one. Uh, uh, I Know What the Boys Like. Yes. The Waitresses. I remember that, that one. one. Yeah. Um, Hope You Love Me Like You Say You Do, Huey Lewis. Um, not one of the ones I No, not as known. much. Um, and then the other ones I have, you already had. Baby Come uh, come to Me, Patty yep. Austin. Perfect. And then uh, Baby Makes Her Blue Jeans Talk. Yeah, I know that one too. Not my favorite. Dr. Hook. Another um, good one, by the way. Forget Me Nots, Patricia Ooh. Russian. I had it on there. So, yeah, Forget Me Nots, Patricia Russian, Forget number 61 that week. That's the song they remixed into Here Come the Men in Black. Oh, yeah. yeah. And actually, I had two little <laughs> asterisks next to it. Cut. Yes. I think I considered uh, it for okay, my yeah. cut. Forget yeah. Me Nots. Really good one. But anyway. Well, that was a really good drift back into time there, 1982, and- a lot of better songs than I when I first picked this year that I would have thought. And then you open the list, you're like, wow, that's a lot of good songs. Oh, yeah. I'd, so a good blast. we do have to give the 1982 crowd credit for listening to the radio because you and I were not part of that demographic no. at that time. Too small. Uh, but they were listening to good music, and they got it all charted in the top 100. So we have to give a little credit to the 82 listeners at this point because there's some really good songs in there. And some yes. iconic like 80s, the Go-Go's, Huey Lewis, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Tainted Love. There's just some... Eight six seven five three zero nine. Just some basically staple '80s songs, '80s bands. So very simple. Yeah. So no. that's a fun list. That's Somebody a fun could list. Somebody could put our list together and have a nice little uh, '80s party. '80s party. Yeah, yeah. We're playing on the back any of porch. our '80s lists would make a good yeah. '80s party. Yeah. Um, and, and it's got grease too. Well, so there you go. Sheesh, right? <laughs> and uh, out of a hundred songs, yes, we only had four. Four crossover. Up. That's I think that's good. Too bad. I think the last time we did a billboard when we did 1990, we also had four crossover. Okay. So um, that's good. You know, yeah. I'm interested on that one because 90 we were kind of listening to some of the same stuff, so I understood that. 82, I guess, um, I was a little more surprised because I didn't know what our tastes were. Oh uh, yeah, and you so. you've got some that. I mean, Paul Davis. No, Paul Key Davis. Largo. Key Largo, really good. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> no. You can throw your nose around all you want. Mm-hmm. I, I bet there'll be more people on my side than your side of the fence on well, that one. Well, that's usually how it is. It's true, yeah. yeah. I might people. have the better taste sometimes, so that's, that's okay. true. No, it's not. It is true. No, you did that's a good okay. job I, this time. It's okay. You I'm, can, uh, we'll Stuart Smalley this one. You're good enough. <laughs> 
You're smart enough. Doggone it, people like you. So, right, we'll go with that. Well, it's a bummer, but that brings us to the end of this episode of Totally 80s and 90s Recall. We hope you've had fun with us taking a look back at our favorite songs on the Billboard Top 100 for this week in 1982. If you like this podcast, go ahead and smash that subscribe button so you don't miss us each week and go ahead and share it with a friend. Then head on over to Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us feedback, five stars, that will only help the show grow. Rob and I love hearing from our listeners, so please leave us a message on Instagram, Twitter, or our website, which are all included in the show notes. You can also email us at 80s90srecall at gmail.com with comments or show ideas you may want to hear in the future. What are we doing next time? Next time, we are going to honor the mothers for Mother's Day, and we're going to be ranking our favorite TV moms from the 1980s and oh, 90s. TV and movie moms. Okay. We'll, okay. we'll do both mediums yeah. on that one. Okay. So basically, in TV or movies, any moms that we felt uh, kind of gave us a good idea of what we thought moms were when we were kids growing up okay. that weren't yeah. examples of apparently our own moms. Because <laughs> you think that's what we would think moms would be, but this is uh, okay. uh, the TV movie version of them. Yeah. So. I love it. You uh, love it. I do. All right. Well, I love everything we do. Do you Key Largo love it? I know. Well, then you nope. don't love it. All nope. right. <laughs> well, Key Largo or not, do you have anything else? <laughs> I've got nothing else. Nothing else. Fancy goodbye. No fancy goodbye. No fancy goodbye.